This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Michelle McAdoo, along with my traveling partner, Kamel King, of Visit Mississippi. And as we do every Friday, we'll be traveling around the state, letting you know about people, places, and events that make Mississippi great. Well, today our road trip takes us to North Mississippi. We'll start in Oxford and speak with Jessica Lynch with Visit Oxford about Pop-Up Oxford event. Next, we'll head to Clarksdale, Mississippi for the 10th annual Clarksdale Film Festival and end the show with our musical guest, Clarksdale bluesman Sean Bad Apple. So hold on tight for another great ride here on Next Stop Mississippi. an MPB Think Radio podcast. Every day your sunshine comes peeking through the blinds. Every day your sunshine comes peeking through my blind. Good morning and thanks for joining us. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Michelle McAdoo, along with my co-host and friend of Visit Mississippi, Kamel King. Good Better morning, know Kamel. That. And that wonderful voice we're listening to is who none other than Mississippi's finest. Man. Bluesman, Bluesman. We can call him man you now. Twenty one. Twenty one. That's right. King Christone Kingfish Ingram. That's listen from his debut album, Kingfish, which has been nominated for Best Traditional Blues Album for a Grammy. Heads up against our very own beloved Bobby Rush. Ooh. And um it is amazing. I was with Bobby yeah. on Tuesday at Mississippi Magic Lessons at Dueling Hall. With, oh, wow. With Tania, Scott Albert Johnson, and Valerie Ponzio. Mm-hmm. How was that? <laughs> it was wonderful. We had a lot of um, uh, discussion about mental health and balancing mm-hmm. life and work and um, getting closer to our feelings and emotions on how to uh, deal with the public and putting your work out there like we talked about last week. Yes, indeed. And people with their comments and opinions about your music. And Elizabeth um, gave Tania some great, great, great um, homework and things to do for anyone, not just, we Mm -hmm. said, not just musicians, but for anyone wanting to balance their life and uh, get to a good place mentally. Uh, Mm -hmm. What would you say would would be a top thing that uh, she she talked about the meditation Talked mm-hmm. about taking a minute. She was talking directly to me. Mm-hmm. Taking time out to be silent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Java, don't laugh. Taking time out to be silent. And <laughs> Java. <laughs> most musicians get on stage and feel like they have to get on stage and turn it on. Like yeah. we all do yeah. as hosts, as media personalities mm-hmm. and things like that. You too as well. We turn it on. Yeah. But she told Tania a good 
a practice is to get on stage and take a minute and be silent and soak in your surroundings. Wow. Look at your audience, connect mm-hmm. with them non-verbally mm-hmm. and do it when you wake up. When you wake up in the morning, she had five, four, three, two, one. And I want everyone to go to the Jackson uh, Arts uh, Council and <clears throat> look up Mississippi Magic Lessons um, and with Tania and see how she talked about honing in and being in the moment. Gotcha. And it was wonderful. I loved mm. it. You guys had an event on the same night in Cleveland, we Mississippi. We did. At the Grammy Museum. That's right. It was uh, Mississippi Night at the Mississippi Grammy Museum. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Uh, Visit Mississippi uh, was, of course, a, a sponsor. And it was a wonderful event. Uh, Ward Emling, who is the longest-running uh, film uh, commissioner, uh, you know, he just retired, and he always does the opening speech, which is always glorious. Uh, he did his thing, and then Kingfish. Kingfish performed and knocked them dead. Uh, they did a performance as well as an interview. That's what I wanted to know. How oh, was the question was Q&A part? Oh, it's always fantastic because, I mean, they sit down and it's a small, intimate environment in that theater and they really uh, ask good questions. If It's either Ward Emling or Bob Santelli from the uh, actual Recording Academy really? who usually ask these questions. And they just really get in the mind of the musician for a minute, similar to what we do here, but mm-hmm. just much more intimate in front of a live audience. And wow. it adds a different, uh, you know, splash to the show. Wow. And then Memphis-based... Uh, which is a part of our chapter, mm-hmm. Memphis uh, Recording Academy chapter, performed Southern Avenue. And, man, I did not know what to expect from this group. They had a guy on guitar from, uh, uh, he was from Israel and had a, a sister up front who I was saw, amazing. I saw the pictures. You know, in a, in a mixed race, diverse. Uh, the man on the keyboards was just crazy. It, I mean, it was awesome. And then uh, Kingfish did a uh, song a song or two with them. Okay. Oh, he did perform mm-hmm. with that group. Yeah. That was wonderful. And I I bet the night was exciting for everyone just because being nominated is a um honor. Big time. Uh especially for Kingfish being his first album out the gate. Yeah. And, 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 and Southern mm-hmm. Avenue is a first album. First album. Really? Brand new group. They they've only been together a, a couple of years. Wow. Yeah. So That's I mean, a they, great night. They struck gold also. Wow. So I mean again, we say, you know, southern states, Mississippi, uh Louisiana, yeah, Tennessee. That's right. Uh we have some great music here in the South. We have a lot of stories to tell mm-hmm. and it comes through in our art. Uh, be it music, um, physical art, you know, all of, of our, our all of our art, it comes through our great stories that we have to tell. Love it. Speaking yeah. of stories, um, Martin Luther King Day just passed yes, last indeed. Monday. Mm-hmm. But guess what? We have a Martin Luther King Jr. essay contest that's still running through February 21st. The Eudora Wealthy Library is have, holding this um, um, contest. And I love these type of contests because these kids come out the woodworks yeah. and you just be, you'll be amazed so exactly at what they have to say. So ages grades six through 12 can submit a five paragraph essay uh, in response to one of five essay topics pro- provided by the library. So mm-hmm. if you are interested in uh, submitting an essay for this uh, Dr. Martin Luther King essay contest, log on to eudorawealthylibrary.com mm-hmm. and look at uh, the 
essay topics and submit an essay. Don't be scared. That's kids, right. if you're, well, if you're a parent listening and you know your child has that ability to write well, encourage them to always um, get into these contests and things like that yeah. to um, continue learning their craft. Because, I mean, That's you right. never know where, where it would take them. And I also encourage, you know, anybody, when you're out for Martin Luther King Day, take a moment and learn some history mm-hmm. about the man and about the movement. I watched uh, King in the Wilderness, mm-hmm. I, I believe it was called, a documentary on HBO, which was absolutely fantastic. Wow. I was in tears by the end of wow. it. I mean, it really brought me to tears. And I think we should all reflect on that day. Don't just take it off and sleep in, right. reflect on what the movement was all about and what it meant to all people. Do something productive. Most certainly. And speaking of productive, tonight. Yes, indeed. Tonight (laughs) is the fourth annual Kids Rock the Red Carpet at the Grammy Museum, Mississippi, which is a part of the uh, Grammy Week and the celebrations that go on in our own uh, Grammy Museum in Cleveland, Mississippi. Kids 12 and under are are invited to join the excitement of Grammy Week at the museum's fourth annual Kids Rock the Red Carpet event. Rockstar Apparel Carol is highly encouraged. Ooh. Those kids come out. They look great. They are and super. They, they're superstars Ooh, they're for one night. Thing. I love it. Yes. I love it. So they'll have food and beverages that's included in the price of admission. And you just need to go to the Grammy Museum, ms.org, and you will find out all about it. It's tonight from 6 to 9 in Cleveland, Mississippi. And they've had events all week. So oh, they yeah. do uh, the mm-hmm. Grammy Museum in Cleveland. They do a week of Grammy events. I love it. From panel discussions to workshops. Exactly. And a DJ workshop to right. teach how to not and Java. I know you would love this. Not just uh, put in a um, what is it now? Y'all call them the computer DJs. They don't really learn the craft and the technique of DJing. You just don't get up there and play a, a song. It's a you know it's real technical. Yeah, I saw that, and um, that's a good thing. The Grammy Museum is always about education and uh, you know teaching the proper way to do things. I'll mm-hmm, say, mm-hmm. <laughs> learning yeah. the craft of things. You know, like you said, just getting up there and singing a song is not just is not about that. Uh, anything you do, you need to learn the craft and learn right. it well. You know, it's a technical side of everything. Speaking of um, doing something well, the annual Shed Dual Steak Showdown, Ooh. right up your alley, uh, Java, mm. <laughs> Java and uh, Camille. This is happening. Today through Saturday. Now, remember last year, uh, guys, we had them on the show. Yeah. And we talked about their. Um, this is a huge barbecue competition, and they provide the meat. This is one of those big so, ones. Say what now? They provide the meat. So oh, wow. it's on an even playing field. Mm. I mean, these are steak competitors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the shed. Um, the shed down mm-hmm. in um, Ocean Springs. That's right. We had them on the show. We yeah. talked about their history and things like that. They're having a bonfire, blues, and beers welcoming party tonight for all the competitors. Nice. With the craft, uh, seafood boil and music. And so they get together. Grace and uh, Chaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caps, excuse me. Grace mm-hmm. and Caps will be performing. And then, of course, tomorrow is the big steak showdown. Top competitors competing for over 20 thousand dollars wow in prize money mm, so mm, this is mm. not uh for the faint at heart they're coming in with the real big uh steak knives well, they better be glad i don't have time to go out there and win that twenty thousand oh, you're good on the grill <laughs> girl <laughs> wait 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 girl i'm going to miss i'm going to challenge you we might have to contact them and say you know what we got another competitor don't put me in okay okay since they providing the meat <laughs> Also, um, this is really good. I want everyone to listen to this. 
uh, now through Friday, January 31st, if you have items in your closet, coats and clothing, mm-hmm. clothes and, and, and shoes that you are not going to wear anymore, you, you've never picked them up in two or three years or a year, give them to the Good Samaritan Center. They're having a winter coat and clothing drive. And I... I don't know if I told you guys, but I was purging that middle closet in my room that no one uses that room. And I went through that closet for two weeks and I have clothes from years and years ago. Still some of my daughter's baby clothes and she's 17 Mm -hmm. almost. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give them to the Good Samaritan um, Center. And guys, if you are listening to to my voice and you want to donate some clothes, some items, you can donate to the Good Samaritan Center in Jackson on Millsaps Avenue now through January 31st. And I'm telling you, people need items. Mm -hmm. And we think um, we don't need them. We need them. So, I mean, they don't Mm -hmm. need them. They Mm -hmm. need them. And we don't need them. It's always good to... um, um, give what well, pay it forward. They That's call right. it pay it forward. Right. So um, what we're going to do now is take a quick break, of course, and uh, invite our first guest to the show. We're going to head to Oxford, Mississippi. Now, Oxford is already in the middle of Pop-Up Oxford, mm-hmm. but I wanted to tag on the end of Pop-Up Oxford and talk about the weekend events in Oxford, Mississippi. So stay tuned for that. This is Next Stop Mississippi. Jason Klein from Fix It 101. If you ever thought about changing the doorknob or fixing a leaky faucet, some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPV Think Radio. I'm Michelle McAdoo, along with my traveling partner, Kamel King of Visit Mississippi. Now, what you're listening to is Southern Avenue from Memphis, Tennessee. That's right. They've been uh, nominated for non-traditional blues album of the year with Gra- for the Grammy Awards. On Stax Records. On Stax Records. Oh, I hadn't heard that's that right. in a long time. Stax Records. Stax Records. And um, that's called Keep On. When they did that song, they had everybody after each line to chant Keep On, and it was so moving. Ah. Yeah, they have that stuff together. You guys had a great night. Mm-hmm. I, I must say, Tania, Scott Albert Johnson, Valerie Ponzio, um, and Bobby Rush. Bobby Rush did a non-guitar performance. Really? Two songs, stumping his feet with his harmonica, and everybody loved it. You know, Bobby can do <laughs> a ham bone, and everybody be like, oh, my I'm God. But right. he said he didn't want to pick up the guitar that night. He said it was an organic night, and... 
he told us how he goes in the closet and creates a song, stumping his feet. Mm. And I mean, it was a wonderful night. So it's going to be on podcast. Mm -hmm. Look out for that. Greater Jackson Arts Council will post that in a podcast and look out for more therapy lessons. So we're going to have some more coming up. Just a little hint, hint. But uh, speaking of coming up, let's talk about pop up Oxford. Let's welcome our first guest to the show. Jessica Lynch with Visit Oxford. Good morning, Jessica. Good morning. How are y'all doing today? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm I love good. that accent. You sound like a straight what Oxford. What do what do you guys call Oxfordian. yourself? Oxfordian. Oxfordian. <laughs> Oxonian. We're Oxonian. Oxon. We just made up a word. Jessica. We did. We did. Wow. That's okay. We we can be called whatever it is. As long as it's good, and we are promoting Oxford. That's all. That, that's what we need to do. True. Exactly. I think your word sounds better. Say your word again. Oxfordian. <laughs> O- Jessica, you know I no, know Oxonian. It. Oxonian. It sounds a little better than what we just said. <laughs> it does. Well, I, I learned something this morning. I love that. Well, thank you, Jessica, for taking a little time out of your busy pop-up Oxford schedule because you are you are in the middle of pop-up Oxford right now, correct? We are. We are. So we kicked off last Friday night, um, and the idea came to us several years ago. This is our fourth annual year, but the idea came to us just to kind of create something um, when we don't really have a whole lot of visitors coming in town, but something to bring visitors in, but then also for our locals, too, with a mixture of, you know, culture and entertainment and music and kind of all around. Um, And then we also tied in with MLK Day so that we're able to provide a a vision of love and service for the community um, to have an event specifically on that day or different events throughout that day. All right. Awesome. So today and tomorrow, uh, you guys have the Fiber Arts Festival Market. Explain to us what Fiber Arts is and, and about the festival market. Sure, sure. I'd be happy to. So um, that came about, this is actually their 10th year, um, where they there was a group partnered with the University Museum and the Yachtnapatafa Arts Council um, for exhibits that would reach beyond that. So focusing on local quilters, the a fiber shop actually that we had here in town with um, exhibits rela- and workshops related to a different vision of the arts and culture that you typically don't see. Um, so the vision of the, the Fiber Arts Festival is to just inform, inspire fiber enthusiasts um, and, and people about kind of what that area is in the arts because it's something that um, over the years we've seen as a lost art, but we want to create, continue to create that awareness and hopefully get people to come and, and see the market. There's a market that will be going on today and tomorrow and actually Sunday, and then workshops and classes throughout as well. Right. Mm-hmm. I noticed I, I, when I was online, I saw some pictures. You, It was some people sitting in an audience looking at a screen, and they actually had, when you say fiber arts, I mean just images of fiber and it looked like a picture you would have on your wall in your um, den or uh, living room. It was beautiful. Wow. That is yeah, it, really it's, neat. It's really neat because, like I said, it's something that you don't necessarily hear a lot about, but um, there's history of related to quilting and mm-hmm. tied in with what that means to um, where our culture is going to. Exactly. You know, and, and quilting, dem- everything from quilting demos to, you know, yarn making smocking, um, a lost art that, that we want to continue to create awareness around. 
Now, Oxford has some awesome, awesome chefs and restaurants, and so I am most interested in Saturday's noon to 3 o'clock uh, <laughs> Oxford food tour <laughs> and the 4 yeah. to 6.30 the booze and bites cocktail, cocktail tour. tour. <laughs> correct, correct. Um, those are done by a local group here in town, Historic Walking Square Tour, food tour um, to go, you typically go about on five different restaurants um, where you have a beverage. You have a little bit of a food as well. Chef will come out, um, give you a little background on what you're eating, the idea of where it came from, um, how they created it, get feedback from you of, I need a little bit more of that cheese dip. Can we bring some more That's of that right. <laughs> Things like that. But um, I can attest it's, it's good eating, and you definitely get your money's worth when you, you take part in the food tour. Did wow. you hear that, Michelle? I, that's five restaurants, so that's five drinks <laughs> and a little yes, bit of food exactly. at both all I places. I did. Now, let's talk about the uh, fifth annual Thacker Junior Radio Hour. This was really interesting to me. Thacker Mountain Radio Hour, of course, mm-hmm. MPB, are, um, we're um, partnership with them. We air that here. But the Junior Radio Hour, that's new to me. I didn't know that we even they even had that. Yes. And that's happening. So they partner mm-hmm. with the University of Mississippi Living Music Resource and they provide a show mirrored just like Sacramento Mountain Radio with a house band with interviews of an author and also a guest speaker as well. So this year um, there will be several different children bands from right here in Oxford and the author that will be highlighted will be Sarah Frances Hardy and her book that she is highlighting is called Dress Me. Mm. Um, it's going to be our featured artist, author and then we'll also have Miss Sweet Teacher of the Year Hannah Gad Ardrey All right. um, from Lafette County Schools. So that's something that the kids are able to get involved in from different hosts that they have, two second graders and a sixth grader. They're going to be hosting oh, wow. that day for us on Saturday mm-hmm. night and it's a free event so um and obviously child-friendly, so encourage everybody to come and be able to take part in that and, and meet Miss Sarah Frances Hardy and Hannah Gattle. Now, now, you know, I don't want to glide past what you just said. You said second grader and <laughs> what other grade? Sixth sixth grade. There are two six second little, graders. Two second graders. And a, and a sixth grader, yes. They have been practicing diligently that oh trip my. that they have. Um, but, you know, in honor for them to be able to take part in, in Thacker Mountain Radio Junior, um, and knowing what Thacker Mountain Radio does on Thursday nights here in Oxford, um, kicked off the 2020 year last yes. night mm-hmm. at Scrubbits Junior. And so being able to mirror that um, at the child level to where something that they can see years down the road is, is very impactful. Very. Do you understand, like you said, you're looking at uh, media moguls mm-hmm. in the making in second grade hosting Thacker Mountain Radio Junior. I would love to see that. I wonder if there's going to be um, any video on that. I would love to see that posted somewhere. I'll look out. You can, you can follow Thacker Mountain Radio Junior on Facebook or Living Music Resource will be able to provide um, an outlet of where that can be seen. Oh, that would be wonderful. So tell us how important um, Pop-Up Oxford is to the economy of um um, Oxford, Mississippi, and like you said, this is the non-football season, so, you know, you guys are a football city, and, you know, you have you generate a lot of festivals, but like you said, in this little slow time after the holidays to generate some more activity in Oxford, um, how important is this to Oxford, Mississippi? It, it's huge. It's something, um, like I said, being the fourth year, 
we essentially wanted to create something that, that tied in the arts, culture, music, food, um, it, which is all that we have to offer here in Oxford, but also highlight bringing people in town so that, you know, they're not able necessarily to travel during football season or when it's a busy time during the school year, but typically around the holiday, MLK Day, we wanted to provide something to where they could have that overnight trip, a long weekend, be able to see some parts of Oxford that they didn't know existed or take part in events that we had going on. And so this is huge for our economy to have people travel, stay overnight. Um, the Fiber Arts Festival hosts exhibitors that are from all across the country. Um, and so being able to have them in town and show them what we have to offer here is, is amazing. Excellent. Well, Jessica, tell everyone where they can find more out about Pop-Up Oxford and Visit Oxford and other events that are going on and where they can get all the information about you guys and how to register. Sure. If they go to visitoxfordms.com, there's a spot on our landing page for Pop-Up Oxford that shows the detailed events throughout the course of the weekend. And with under those events, there may be more information in regards to the Fiber Arts Festival or the Oxford Food Tours to buy tickets for those and the times related to those events that are happening for the weekend. Wonderful. Thank you so much again for taking a little time out from Pop-Up Oxford to talk with us today on Next Stop Mississippi. Of course, we'll have you back, of course, um, some parts of the year, the rest of this year, and talk about some more events that Oxford will be having. Again, thank you and have a great weekend. Thank you so much. Y'all too. All right. Well, it's time for us to take another quick break. And when we return, we're heading to Clarksdale, Mississippi for the 10th annual Clarksdale Film Festival. Plus, later in the show, we'll talk to bluesman Sean Bad Apple. Bad Mm. Apple. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss what's coming up next here on Next Stop Mississippi. This is Larry Morrissey with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. Each week, myself or one of my fellow hosts bring you in-depth interviews with different creative Mississippians. We talk with visual artists, musicians, writers, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Think Radio or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcasting app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Come on, Annie. Let's go to the movies. Let's go see the stars. Cowboy heroes, cops and robbers, glamour and strife, bigger than life. Sitting in the darkness. What a world to see Let's go to the movies Anyway And see Welcome back and thanks for joining us on Next Stop Mississippi I'm Michelle McAdoo here with my traveling partner Kamel King of Visit Mississippi And you're listening to Kamel Laugh at Me Java and Kamel are laughing at me guys Who's on board with me and loves this song right here Jeez Louise Annie Let's go to the movies when they were. She's never seen a movie ever in life. And um, 
You know, he took her to the movies with his uh, friend, and it was wonderful. <laughs> they were singing and dancing and getting dressed up in the closet. I love it. Oh Y'all, my God. look, listeners, you have no idea how happy that song just just made her. I mean, <laughs> the light shining from your face. <laughs> <laughs> I love everything musical. John Salem, give me a call. That's my friend. We can sing some musicals. Okay. Uh, welcome to Next Stop Mississippi, if you're wondering. Yes, we've been talking about... Uh, Pop-up Oxford before the break, we talked to our friend Jessica Lynch with uh, Visit Oxford about Pop-up Oxford. It's happening right now, and it's going through the weekend, through Sunday. So if you want to know more information, visit mpbonline.org. Our events calendar has all the information on that. Speaking of events and movies, our next guest is um, a movie connoisseur, if you will. Roger Stowe, director of the Clarksdale Film Fest. Welcome, Roger. Well, good morning. How are you guys? I'm doing great. Did you enjoy that song? <laughs> yes. Oh! I have to say yes, you, right? you have to say yes, Roger, or she will argue with you. <laughs> won't, Roger. You can disagree. No, no you I'm just cannot. Joking. Not on musicals. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Speaking of let's go to the movies, that's what you've been about for probably, what, a whole year? Probably since last year's Film Fest? I'll tell you, all we do is work on festivals in Clarksville, Mississippi, I can tell you. <laughs> that is it. Film and Music Festival is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, Roger, look, if people don't know about you, which they would have to be living under a rock, I'd love for you to give a little background uh, about how you were transplanted to Clarksdale and how you have just budded into a music and film aficionado about the Delta. Uh, tell us your story. Sure. So I grew up in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, got into music and blues when I was young, went through long through life, went to college, came out of college, ended up in advertising of all things. And in February 1995, that took me to St. Louis. Well, I was a blues fan, so I started visiting Mississippi in search of it. Uh, initially, really more like the Dead Man Blues Tour. I thought it was all gone. I would just walk where my heroes walked, you know. Uh, but I found that, oh, wait a second, there are still blues players here, blues musicians, and still the history and the culture. So I just kept visiting, and in 2002, decided to move here to Clarksville, Mississippi, with a mission. And that mission was, and still is, for everything I'm involved with, to help organize and promote the blues from within. And basically that means pull all the parts together in a way that we can market it, get more folks to come to Clarksdale and the Delta and Mississippi on blues pilgrimages and vacations and such. And then, you know, theoretically, that helps downtown revitalization. That helps the blues clubs, the blues players. Etc. cetera. Uh, so now you come forward about 18 years, and at least during Clarksdale, we've managed to get live blues music up to 365 nights a year. Even Christmas night, we had a blues show at Red's Lounge. Mm. You know, there are probably mm-hmm. eight people, but they were awfully happy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, you and know, then, uh, of course, we started festivals as well. Right. Blues is a part of um, the culture of Clarksdale, Mississippi, blues and film. So let's talk about the blues, well, the film festival and how that generated and how that began. And you're in your 10th year. So talk about the longevity of this film festival. How has it been able to stand the test of time over 10 years? Sure. It is crazy. You know, 10 years ago, when I brought it up to our board, uh, we have the Clarksdale Downtown Development Association puts on this and puts on Juke Joint Festival and some other things. And when I brought the idea of this uh, Clarksdale Film Festival to the board, honestly, nobody on the board knew what a film festival was. Mm. You know, I grew up, you know, but I come from Ohio where we had them, St. Louis where we had them, and 
my concept was and still is that, hey, let's do something that's really indigenous, that really is up here and helps to promote everything we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So the theme of the Clarksdale Film and Music Festival is blues or roots music-related films or, or and or Mississippi-connected films. So mm-hmm. that's, that's what we show. That's what we look for. We curate the festival, so we take submissions, but then we also look for films. Uh, fortunately, uh, in my role as a, uh, an entrepreneur, I guess, here in Clarksdale, I have Cathead, the blues store. Mm. And I get a lot of folks who come through who happen to be working on, for example, blues documentaries or civil rights documentaries or Mississippi films. And so I'll make those connections, and it might be a year or two later they get their project done, but then oftentimes we'll get to premiere it because we sort of had the first conversation. Wow. So that's sort of what the festival is, and it has just grown through time. You know, this year is definitely our biggest year in terms of activities. Uh, we have, if you include, like, some music videos and short films, we have a little over 30 films to show 30. at two wow. venues. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also do some panel discussions. We've got one on Clarksdale Downtown Revitalization. We have one on blues music. Uh, we have some workshops, one's on uh, filmmaking for social media. Mm-hmm. The other is on cameraless filmmaking. Talk about that a little bit. I I put that in the script because I wanted to Mm -hmm. uh, shed light on that. That's something new. I've never heard of that. Yeah, it really caught my attention. Uh, A young filmmaker student from Hampshire College in Massachusetts came through here earlier last year, and she started talking about this. She bleaches out 16-millimeter film, and then basically what you do is you, you paint on it, you draw on it, you stamp it, you do all these different things to create what are these art films? I mean, obviously there's not a lot of narrative to it, um, but it's a real interesting process using antiquated, antiquated equipment. Mm. Uh, so we thought that'd be really cool to bring here, and we're doing two workshops. One, you won't even see advertised, because actually it's for the Grio After School uh, Arts Program. Mm. So it'll be, she'll be working with youth, actually, later today. And then tomorrow is the public one. For anybody who wants to see what that's about and do it themselves, uh, you know, that's in our program for tomorrow afternoon. And I also should point out, the film festival itself, uh, for the films, and um, certainly the reception with music and things each evening, that's five bucks a day. It's in two theaters. It's wow. almost free. Uh, but the other stuff, the panel discussions and the workshops, mm-hmm. they are free. That uh, also is the, wonderful. We have two history bus tours of town Saturday. And both those are included with the $5 ticket. We try to make this mm, just as man. as possible. Now, that is just amazing, Roger. Um, what makes you, you know, instead of just, you know, featuring a lot of films and giving uh, independent filmmakers an opportunity to gain an audience, what made it, you, you guys want to educate people throughout and add in the panels and, and give kind of a educational side to it rather than just watching films? Well, for me, it's sort of that edutainment kind of thing. If you can pull people in with the entertainment, then you get a chance to sort of give them a message and teach them about something. Mm-hmm. And the history here, you know, obviously, Mississippi and the Delta and Clarksdale, um, it is deep. It is rich. It is not always positive. Uh, but it's something I think we need to continually explore and hit, you know, multiple generations, both locally and from afar, um, with the history. And it's fascinating. You know, we have several... Uh, civil rights uh, short films this time around. Um, of course, we have blues films. Uh, we have a real cool uh, jazz film on Miles Davis. Yes. We try to really cover a lot of territory that really, at the end of the day, people start, you know, they really come to a realization as to why it is just so important, this sort of cradle of American music that we, we live in. 
Um, it just it has given and it keeps giving. Right. Mm-hmm. And that Miles Davis Birth of Cool will premiere um, at 11 o'clock tomorrow at Grandma's Sports Bar. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a new Grammy nominated music film. That's big. Yeah, it was a challenge to get. <laughs> there were some phone calls to London, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, fortunately our nonprofit has really great sponsors. And, you know, I found that, uh, right, wrong or indifferent, money can solve a lot of issues. And, uh, we've had to figure out a way to, to pay for it, but we got it. That's wonderful. Yeah. Now, your opening receptions, you're going to have receptions each night and then d- different venues throughout the city. So even on Sunday, you have uh, various concerts throughout the day at the Bluesberry Cafe, at, of course, your place at Cathead, um, at, um, was it Levon's Bar and Grill, Hooker's Grocery and Eatery. I mean, concerts throughout mm-hmm. the entire weekend, scattered throughout the city. Right. I love that. that and you, Reds. And Reds. So you have music, film, and panel discussion. So edutainment. I like that. That's edutainment. Right. <laughs> and Lucius Spiller, who will be performing at this year's uh, Chicago Blues Festival at on the Mississippi Juke Joint stage. Yeah, that's fantastic. We're excited about that. That's tomorrow Yeah, we, uh, we try to program an entire weekend so that, you know, obviously locals who live here can come out and do, mm-hmm. you know, this, that, or the other. But if folks are going to come in, book a flight, or rent a car, or book a hotel room, we want to make sure that there is more than enough going on here that they leave town really just waiting for their next trip back. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and, and tonight, uh, your opening reception, lobby reception with Sean Bad Apple. He's going to be on the show in just a little bit. We're going to meet him, and I've never actually uh, heard of him. I'm excited to talk to him and find out more about Sean Bad Apple. Tell us a little bit of about Sean Bad Apple and how he's been a part of the film festival. Oh, sure. So, Sean... Uh, is a great musician, but he's also, like me, you know, a real enthusiast and a real fan. So he spent, particularly when we still had a lot of the older bluesmen here in Mississippi, he would really, and women, um, he would take the time to go out and find them and try to play with them and try to learn from them and also offer up opportunities, you know, to play bigger shows for them. Um, so he's been part of the music scene. Uh, I don't even know what year now he <laughs> came to the Delta. But uh, with the film festival, I mean... Maybe almost since the beginning, he's been one of our musical acts. He's just been real supportive. Um, he's very fair with his budget-wise, which helps. Uh, he always has good equipment and puts on a great show. People love him. Uh, the challenge sometimes is that people just want to hear him play instead of go in and see the last movie. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, pull the plug at some point. You know. Well, we're going to have him on in just a minute. He's actually on hold. I know he's listening to you right now. Yeah, right. I can't wait to talk to him and have him a yeah. part of the show and to piggyback off what you said and how important the film festival is to him. But let's wrap up um, this segment by telling everyone what's so unique and why they should come to the Clarksdale um, Film Festival. That's right. And blues. And, and music festival. Sure. So we have really unique venues. Uh, Grandma Sports Bar, Hambone Gallery are both really cool venues to hang out in. And our, fe- our films and activities, again, are very centric to Mississippi, to the Delta, um, in most cases to blues music uh, and the culture. And, you know, other fe- film festivals in the state are fantastic. Totally recommend them. Uh, but they may not be as um, narrow in scope in terms of what they're trying to promote and how they're trying right. to educate. So exactly. we hope that, that makes us very unique. I love it. Mm-hmm. So tell everyone where they can find more information about the 10th Annual Clarksdale Film and Music Festival and how they can um, be a part of it. 
Sure. So ClarksdaleFilmFestival.com. ClarksdaleFilmFestival.com has the full schedule, the full lineup. If folks have questions and they want to call, they're welcome to call me here at the store, 662-624-5992. Otherwise, you can show up at Grandma Sports Bar on 3rd Street or Hambone Gallery on 2nd Street over the next two days. And you buy a five dollar ticket at the door, and you are set. And I gotta say, Roger, you keep doing the job you are doing for the state of Mississippi. You do some awesome things. You are a true ambassador. You may not be from here, but you are all Mississippi, brother. Well, thank you very much. That means a lot. Thank you so much, Roger, for taking time out. You guys have a wonderful weekend, and I know you're gonna have a great ten year anniversary of the tenth. Uh, anniversary of the Clarksdale Film and Music Fest. Well, it's time for our last break, but when we return, we'll welcome our musical guest to the show, bluesman Sean Bad Apple. So don't go far. You definitely don't want to miss what's coming up next here on Next Stop Mississippi. Now I'm down the wall you Put my heart Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Listening to Next Time Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Michelle McAdoo, along with my traveling partner, Kamel King of Visit Mississippi. Now, before the break, we spoke with Roger Stowe, uh, Lee, yes, <laughs> executive director of the Clarksdale Film Festival. Now, if you're uh, listening and wondering what you're listening to, you're listening to Delta Bluesman, my new friend, Sean Bad Apple. You bad apple. <laughs> Hey, 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 Sean, hey. how you doing? Welcome to <laughs> Next right. Stop Mississippi. Hey, hey, good to be here. Good to be here. No, wait, now, is this Mich- is this called Michelle Public Broadcasting? Oh, wow, <laughs> wow. Look at you. <laughs> it is, Sean, actually. You're trying to get some We all work for her. No, I wish. No, 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 no. Not that controlling. Java, why are you shaking your head saying I am that controlling? But you know what, Sean, back to you real quick. That sound is authentic to the blues in North Mississippi. That's that Hill Delta Hill Country Blues. And I'm a little foreign to it, but it is a different sound and I mm-hmm. hear it. It's different yeah. from the Christone uh Kingfish sound. Oh yeah, you yeah, see, yeah. Now that, now you mentioned you mentioned Kingfish. The funny thing is he was actually he played bass for me. I was the first musician. My band was the first band to actually pay him. Where wow. he, was, he, he made what we made when he was 12. He was our bass player, actually. Wow. Mm, Look at that. Mm, mm. He learned from the best. And speaking of learning from the best, uh, we have a. I don't want to run out of time without you telling a little bit of your story and how you yeah. began in the blues. Because looking at your pictures and watching you online, you're not the archi- 
type of guy. You know, you're not the typical blues guy. You have this blue hat and this blue silk shirt on, and you're this white guy with this long ZZ Top beard. Wait, I love wait, it. wait. I'm white? Oh. <laughs> Man, why'd you have to ruin it? <laughs> I love it, I dog. love the shoe, all the shoes. You wear some sharp shoes, yes, man. Yes, you do. Thank you, buddy. Ooh, you Thank wear you, some man. sharp Thank shoes. You. So tell us how you got into the blues and how you uh, oh, this my. became a part of you. Oh, my God. How can you not? How can you not? Yeah, I think it's the most passion-filled music on the on the face of the planet. And, uh, and all the people that I kind of like just hung out with to try to learn this music, you know, really started back in, uh, early nineties. I got to hang out down in Bentonia, Mississippi with a guy named Jack Owens, mm. and Bud Spires. And man, those guys, Jack was 88 when I met him, you know, and I was out of high school and, and, uh, the old blues guys like that are so accessible. You know, it's not like, um, if you're a fan of the Rolling Stones, you could just go move into Mick Jagger's house, right? Right. you know, but, but the old blues guys are so welcoming that, you know, it's like, man, I, I love what you do. It's like, okay, well you can sleep on my couch for three months man. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and we can, and I can show you how to play blues. And it's funny cause the old guys don't really show you. You just got to hang out and try to learn what you can, but they, you know, but they, you, you might learn things like, um, let's see what I learned, how to drink. <laughs> that was great. I learned I learned how to fish. You know, that's, that's part of learning blues by just being being around it, you that's know, right. and, and trying to absorb it, the lifestyle. Yeah. And uh and, and um <laughs> so they were my first real influences hanging out with some real deal old school guys. Yeah. And then uh and then in their style you like every every region of Mississippi especially has like the the, the own style mm-hmm. and sound that comes out of that mm-hmm. particular region. And uh that's what most people don't don't really get, you know, when they just think Mississippi blues, like you said, a lot of times they just go to more of a, a newer like blues rock sound almost mm-hmm. like a like a Stevie Ray Vaughan or ZZ Top or something like that. But you got to remember all their influences came from mm-hmm. them. Right. right. They did. That's I right. mean, you know, and so, uh, so what's crazy is like when you would hear guys like, like say Muddy Waters and stuff, well, he really grew up listening to like, you know, Sun House and Robert Johnson That's and right. all these old school guys. And so when you hear, then there's like a progression, you know, from that twenties blues up into like Muddy Waters and then Muddy passed it to, you know, guys like, you know, the Stones and the Beatles and everything. But so then you wouldn't think that the early guys they learned from were still around. But like I said, Jack Owens and Bud Spires really still, it was like a uh, like a time capsule going back in time because it was like you're in the 1920s. And we, we would just sit on Jack's porch, you know, uh, overlooking fields, a little <laughs> shotgun shack, you know, and just play, play on the porch. You know, it's not about trying to make money or trying to be, be somebody. It's just part of the culture you so know yeah. you really uh it, it's something that you can't buy that type of uh, training exactly. you right. can't buy that and that's authentic that's right. and speaking of that yeah. how did you get your name you have to explain the bad apple well, okay so 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 then then the next part of my education was through the, the mississippi hill country and hanging out with a guy i played with for about four years straight in his yard and you know, yard parties and this and that. A guy named R.L. Boyce, Ooh, who actually was R.L. Boyce, Grammy Award and, uh, winning R.L. Boyce. And and, uh, and so um, just hanging out, you know, playing around the uh, the area of North Mississippi, and um and so this guy we used to play with, he passed away. His we called him MC, 
and um, he was one of the first guys who did it, and just you know, like hanging out and stuff. And he, because my 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 name is Apple, you know, Sean Apple, mm-hmm. and so he would start saying, "Oh, you a bad apple, you a bad apple," <laughs> and then, but then, literally, like probably like fifty people would do it. And then each person's like, oh, remember, I, I'm the one who started calling you that. I'm the one who gave you that name. And I'm like, yep, yep, uh-huh. Right. You gave me that. You know, so you like can 50 people really started saying, I think it just comes natural. It's like a natural saying, you know, because uh, my last name's Apple. But, um, but yeah, R.L. Boyce. And then uh, it was in another guy's band, uh, Terry Harmonica Bean out oh, of yeah. Talk, Mississippi. And so all those guys really imparted their wisdom and you learn a little bit from each from each person you you get to hang out with and guys like uh T Model Ford and Robert right. Belfort always being around Clarksdale and always having the pleasure of being around those guys and, and you know all those sounds just get stuck in your head and those guys are my heroes you know so it's kind of like you just like you you want to be like them you know and the sounds that get in your head and then you try to reproduce it the best you can until you kind of come up with your own sound that uh, kind of puts all those styles together, you know. Yeah. Now, Sean, you know? you're you're a part of the festival, and you're performing tonight, right, at the reception for the film festival at five o'clock. And uh, tell us about that. And and will R.O. Boyce be making a special appearance? And tell us about everything you're involved in uh, as it relates to the festival. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, uh, I heard Roger saying some nice stuff about me earlier, and that reminds me, every time he says nice stuff, I have to give him $50. Okay. (laughs) Send the bill. Yes. (laughs) But uh, but yeah, since the beginning, that's right. Yeah, I did. I I started playing it since the beginning and always loved the the film festival there in Clarkson. I love anything. You know, and Roger, really, he said nice stuff, even if he says some bad stuff. I'm going to say how I feel about him. That man right there, Clark Clarksdale always had the history, you know, but, but I, I believe it needed someone to organize everything mm. and get That's the right. word out. And, mm-hmm. and honestly, it's always had the history, but years passed before Roger came there. Mm-hmm. It really didn't have a, a spokesman mm-hmm. and someone to just brag on it and to get people from other areas interested in coming here as much as they do now. Wow. So really, I think he is responsible for 99% of making of of just getting the word out to let people know how great our area of the world is, you know, and tell people to come through this area and what we have to offer, you That's know. Um, but the film festival, oh yeah, and the film festival's great um and I've uh played it since the start. I think maybe I took off a couple of years cuz I lived away. Um but the tonight I'll be playing, and then uh, I think we're going to have special guests. You mentioned them earlier, Lucia Spiller, mm-hmm. come out and play. And then tomorrow is uh, I'm going to be joined by RL. And then uh, Sunday, uh, I think I'm playing at uh, the Bluesberry Cafe as part of the. Uh, you mentioned that we're having concerts all around town on Sunday. So yes. So, Sean, I am so honored for you to be on Next Stop Mississippi. I love to showcase um, different types of music on our show. I love that you're a part of the show this morning. And w- tell us where we can find more information about you, Sean Bad Apple. <laughs> man, I, I, man, I just... Shoot, I don't know. Find you on the corner. <laughs> look, look, go to Clarksdale, Mississippi, well, and find you on the corner yeah, yeah, yeah. singing. Well, well, I'm actually, I'm actually, well, one one place to find me. I'm actually starting a, a blues club, and uh, and it, and it's been a club for years. It was called Club Two Thousand. Okay. And uh, and I and I, I bought uh, I bought Club Two Thousand uh, a while back, and I'm going to open um, as Bad Apple Blues Club in 
late March or early April. Well, that sounds good. We'll look out for more on that and probably have you back on the show a little bit later in the year to talk about the grand opening of your cafe. We want to thank you for joining us today on Next Stop Mississippi. We've had a North Mississippi blues experience. We talked to Jessica Lynch with Pop-Up Oxford, Roger Roger Stole for the 10th annual Clarksdale Film Fest, and of course, Sean Bad Apple. Now, if you'd like to hear this show again or find out more information about our events we feature today, visit mpbonline.org. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy for Women up next, and join us next week for another great show here on Next Stop Mississippi.